الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن دعا بدعوته واستنى بسنتي إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فوسيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله عز وجل والسمع والطاعة ويقول الحق سبحانه أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا إن تتقوا الله يجعل لكم فرقانا ويكفر عنكم سيئاتكم ويغفر لكم والله ذو فضل العظيم All praise are due to Allah, Lord of the worlds and surely the best reward ultimately is for those who have taqwa and surely there is no animosity except for the oppressor and I bear witness that Allah is one and has no partners and that Muhammad the son of Abdullah is his servant and his last messenger and may Allah always constantly send peace and blessings to Muhammad to his family and his companions and all those who call to his way and establish his sunnah to the day of judgment as to what follows I begin by reminding myself and you of the critical nature of taqwa the consciousness of Allah the ability to hear Allah and to obey to guard ourselves against evil and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed in his mighty book in many places the concept of taqwa the importance of taqwa that it is a shield for us to protect us spiritually not only around other Muslims but outside in the world and taqwa itself bears fruit as a tree bears fruit taqwa also bears fruit and in Surah Al-Anfal in uh, the 29th uh, uh, verse in Surah Al-Anfal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to us O you who believe if you fear Allah if you have taqwa He will grant you a criterion a furqan He will release you from your sins forgive you and Allah is the master of great bounty so here Allah Azzawajal ties in the concept of taqwa in tattaqullaha yaj'al lakum furqanan if you have the consciousness of Allah if you culture this taqwa then you will receive a furqan a criterion Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah in his beautiful tafsir Fatsu Qadir in looking at this furqan showed us that this refers to thabat al-qulub wa quwwat al-basair wa husna hidayah he mentions three elements that this criterion which separates truth from falsehood this is one of the basic qualities of the furqan it will also consolidate the hearts thabat al-qulub and it will give us insight that we can look 
into affairs, not on the outside, but to look on the inside. And finally, it will give us the best of guidance from Allah Azza wa Jal. O you who believe, last Monday, the whole country was in shock. And the news reports came out of a man who rented a white van and he crashed into people on Young Street, went on the sidewalk. It was a horrific event that was unfolding in front of the eyes of the nation. And the first thing that came to my mind, and I'm sure many of you also, I said, Oh Allah, please make that he's not a Muslim. Let him not be a Muslim. This is a unified feeling that probably all of us had. That's the first thing that comes in your head. Many of the people in the nation, they said, especially the right-wingers, had an agenda. The masses of Canadian people confused. But the right-winged Islamophobes went to work. And they said, no, this is an Islamist. This is a terror attack on Canada. And they tried to spin, they tried to spin their web. But it came forward that his name was Alec Manassian, which is an Armenian name. And less than 1% of Armenian people are Muslims. How then can you spin your web? One of their top Islamophobes said, no, his name is not Alec, it's Alik. And he has a Middle Eastern accent. He has a Middle Eastern look about him. So they tried to spin the web. And naturally, the whole country was in shock. Condolences poured in. And we, as part of this nation, also sent our condolences here from the IIT and all throughout the Muslim communities because of the shock that we felt as Canadians for something like this happening on our shores. But a skeptic might say, how can you send condolences? He's not, they're not Muslims. They're not Muslims. They didn't, it wasn't a mosque that he hit. But we have to remember that the Prophet Muhammad came as rahmatan lil alameen. He came as a mercy to all of humanity. And it is reported that while in Medina, he was sitting with his companions and a janazah came by with a Jewish man and he stood up for the janazah. And they said, why would you do this? He said, is it not a soul? So he recognized the humanity and he respected the person and what was happening. But what is important for us, again, the three elements that Imam al-Shokani spoke about. The first one, the battle qulub, that the taqwa we are trying to gain will consolidate our hearts. Last week was a test. Feel your heart, feel the pressure that you were under at that point in time and realize this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But those who have taqwa, the stronger your connection is with the creator of the heavens and the earth, then the stronger and more consolidated your heart and your inner being will be. The second element 
was Quwwat al-Basair. And that is insight. The insight into what is actually happening. It came to the surface that this individual and the Facebook confirmed it. He had put out threatening posts on his Facebook page. And he is quoted to have said, the incel rebellion has begun. We will overthrow the Chads and the Stacys. All hail the Supreme Gentleman, Elliot Raja. This is a coded message. And it's important for us as Muslims not to be blind as to what is happening in this society, but have an Islamic understanding of what is going on. The incel movement, according to what has now been gathered about it, is involuntary celibates. It is male, mostly white males, who cannot relate to the opposite sex. The Chads and the Stacys, of which they are against, are attractive people who have normal relationships. Elliot Raja was an American, a woman hater, who was frustrated, and in 2014 he killed six people in California. And so this Aldakir says, all hail to Elliot. The rebellion has begun. And in any type of logic, this is a twisted form of terror. To try to put fear on the society that their culture would be understood. But in Quwwat al-Basa'ir, we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the whole of this cult is based upon adultery and fornication. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us clearly in Surah Al-Isra verse 32, وَلَا تَقْرَبُ الزِّنَا إِنَّهُ كَانَ فَاهِشَةً وَسَاءَ سَبِيلًا Allah said, do not come close to adultery. Because it is a shameful deed and it's an evil way. وَسَاءَ سَبِيلًا It is an evil way. And the Mufassireen look deep into this. How is it an evil way? It opens up the roads to many forms of evil. It destroys the basis of the family. It destroys relationships in society. And it's interesting because the Mufassirin even spoke about the fact it can cause feuding and murder. Murder can come out of it. It will also cause the bonds of society to be broken apart. And so this adultery and fornication, which is now widespread, traveling throughout the land, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us as Muslims, and we need to seek refuge in Allah, don't come near it. And so that means the pornography, the things which are being uh, uh, posted at us on our handheld devices, avoid it immediately. Don't come near it because it is an evil abomination. And now we see how it has even impacted the minds of individuals in society where they would take life based upon something 
which the creator of the heavens and the earth has called Fahisha. He's called it a shameful, immoral deed. Oh, you who believe, the third part of the fruits of taqwa, husnul hidayah, guidance. And while things are happening in front of us, guidance is also coming to us. Guidance is coming. And we need to look at the greater picture of things and the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to this ummah. Last week, I attended the World Muslim Minority Summit in Istanbul, Turkey. And there, 250 delegates from 100 countries, minorities, came together to dialogue with each other, to discuss with Islamic leadership, what is happening to them in the struggle that Muslims are facing all over this world. And we were addressed by the leadership of the Turkish nation. And a great honor with Pre President Rajab Tayyip Erdogan, the key part of his message was, وَاَتَّسِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا Hold on to the rope of Allah all together and be not divided, as Allah Azza wa has told us. The President also said clearly, differences should not be an obstacle to love and brotherhood. He said, like the Qibla, the hearts of all Muslims are the same, despite their locations around the world. And then he went on to say, Islam is the only religion that can respond to the depression facing modern humanity. It's the only way out. And he continued by saying, Muslims have no problem in living together in peace with other religions and never had a problem throughout history. And so the unity, the essence of unity, the importance of coming together knowing each other's problems and standing as one force. And this is a message which is now spreading throughout the minority Muslim groups throughout the world. And we need to now keep it in our minds as we are under this tremendous pressure. But by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to this ummah and to each one of us individually Shahr Ramadan al-Mubarak is close to us. And we pray that we would have the opportunity to live in this month. And to gain the pleasure, to gain this uh, closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so I want to leave you with ten points, with seven points. Seven points to consider now in this situation we find ourselves. Islamophobia touching individuals all throughout our society. Alhamdulillah. In this society, we have intelligent people. We have people who are rising above this. But we cannot be silent and we cannot be stagnated. Number one, we need to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to culture the taqwa and, 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 and benefit from the month of Ramadan. It is the best possible time to come close to the creator of the heavens and the earth. Number two, we need to increase 
the practice of the sunnah. It is the way of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, whenever they found themselves under attack, when they found themselves in difficulties, they would look and see, how much of the sunnah of the Prophet am I practicing? How close am I to the example of the last messenger to humanity? Also, nafilah, to do extra things for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And use the month of Ramadan because by doing a nafilah, we will get reward, greater reward. Do extra things. Not just what we have to do compulsory. But take it a step further now. Let us go further in our development. Number three. Seek alliances amongst oppressed people all around us. Seek alliances. We are under this Islamophobia, but we have allies in this society. You have allies in, in your schoolrooms. You have allies at your work. You have allies even in government positions. Seek alliances with right-minded people. Number four, with the rise of Islamophobia, we need to build a strong defense to strengthen our masjids, to defend our leaders, especially the ones who stand up, to support our lawyers, our advocates. Those who are advocates and lawyers, support them. Because they will be on the front lines. Also, let us give extra in this month to our welfare agencies, to those who are dealing with the poor and the needy around the world. This is one of the greatest forms of dawah, one of the greatest ways to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number five, to empower young Muslims. Young Muslims need to be empowered with skills, skills development training. We need to have them uh, uh, capable of dealing not only with Islamic issues, but dealing with issues in the greater society, because all of it is from the will of Allah. Our young people need positive role models. And each adult here needs to consider himself or herself to be a role model. And if we can do what's right, then our young people will see what is right even in the world of darkness. Number six, keep vigilant. Keep our eyes open. Every time you come in the masjid, look around in the parking lot. When you are on the street, keep your eyes open. See who is around you. If you see another Muslim on the bus, on the train, on the society, especially a sister, then be in a position to help that sister. Even if she's not from your nationality, or she's not from your linguistic group. But we need to keep our eyes open and to be vigilant. And number seven, in this situation of pressure that we are under, we need to forgive each other. We need to have forgiveness for other Muslims especially, to ease up on other Muslims. As the Prophet Muhammad said, Yassiru wa la tu'asiru. Make it easy, don't make it difficult. Be positive. Bashiru wa la tu'nafiru. Be positive. Look at the greater picture of things. The world is going through tremendous changes now and there is something developing in the Muslim world. With all the difficulties we are facing, 
there is something that is rising. And we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we believe that ultimately the good and the righteousness and justice will prevail. So I leave you with these thoughts. <coughs> and I ask Allah to have mercy upon all those who have fallen down in this world. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala especially to have mercy on the children of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect the dignity of the women of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu We ask Allah azza wa jal to give strength and guidance to the men of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu And we ask Allah to raise up leadership in the Muslim world to take us from darkness into light. And we ask Allah to make our last word to be kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'ili muslimin min kulli dhanbin istaghfiru innahu huwal ghafurur rahim